Hi, everyone. This is Joe Waters at Cause Talk Radio, and I'm here with my co-host, Megan Strand. Good morning, Joe. Hey, Megan. Hey, Megan, we have a really exciting show today, and we're really honored. We have the mother of cause marketing, Carol Cohn, Global Practice Chair for Business and Social Purpose at Edelman. Carol, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Carol, I know we really appreciate this because we know you're always on the road. I mean, you're probably calling us from like a closet or something. This <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah, the airport, right. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Carol, let's jump right in and talk about the new study that Element has recently come out to. You know, one of the things that might be helpful first, Carol, is why don't you tell us a little bit about social purpose at Element first and then talk a little bit about this new study that you, you recently published. Okay, so ha we have five hours? Cool. Yeah. Okay, I know we don't, but I I'd love to. Um, okay. uh, I was just appointed Global Practice Chair for Edelman Business Plus. It's not and, it's plus social purpose. Yep. And we carefully named the practice. And what it does is, it, it first, it consolidates Edelman's um, very comprehensive capabilities in CSR, strategy, reporting, um, communications, brand and corporate citizenship, NGO marketing, positioning, and fundraising. Mm -hmm. And Edelman has had a rich history in this field. They, they date back over 20 years when they created Dolphin Safe Tuna, Dolphin Free Tuna for Starkist. And then the oh, really? I didn't know they did that. Wow. I didn't know they did. Yeah. And interestingly, that came from a real, you know, challenge where um, the new uh, tuna fishing uh, methodology was just becoming so sophisticated, they were catching dolphins, and that was really hurting their reputation and sales. And so um, this was actually a real need. Um, so actually, it kind of was, it was the future forward of shared value, that concept, mm -hmm. you know, finding mm -hmm. something that works in a company as well in society. Yep. So um, Rich History, Chiquita Better Banana Project, more recently, Dove Real Beauty, yep. Rita Filter for Good, um, BMW Cultural Tour. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's bringing all this together, and I'm the Global Practice Chair, which means it's very exciting because I get to go around the world, and I already have um, yep. plans to introduce Good Purpose in Sao Paulo, Brazil at the end of May. I'm mm -hmm. going to Europe for probably a three- or four-country tour in um, June, and then all around the U.S. And one of my colleagues is going to be in Asia in the next three weeks, and he's going to be introducing it there. Wow, so, that's fantastic. Very exciting, and um, what we feel is that a company must have, we call it purpose, and it's a reason for being beyond profits, beyond the bottom line, and in our you know globalized world, a radically transparent, where social media really rules the day, and consumers are no longer consumers, they're citizen consumers, mm -hmm. that companies truly need to stand for something authentic. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's such an exciting time to lead this practice, and and again, people always ask me, like, why did I leave Cone to go to Edelman? And um, you know, I had a wonderful, wonderful almost 30 years at Cone. Mm -hmm. uh, we became part of Omnicom. I had wonderful colleagues, great work. Um, but the, uh, the, it's becoming so much more sophisticated, and there's so many other firms in this space that having the full capabilities, we have about 125 people around the globe, um, and then you have you know 600 people in digital at Edelman, and you've got the public affairs people and the creative people and all the 63 offices around the globe. You really need that because mm -hmm. companies are getting this and brands yeah. are getting it, but they need um, very sophisticated, innovative, uh, you know, programming, creative, and then execution. So Edelman is giving me that opportunity, and it's a very, very exciting journey. Good. Good. 
All right. Sorry for the long answer. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Right. That's right. <laughs> so, Carol, tell us about the Good Purpose Study sure. and okay. some of the, you know just some of the key talking points of that. Sure. Absolutely. Well, this is our fifth year of Good Purpose, and Good Purpose is the world's first global um, social issues cause-related um, research. It is done this year, the largest sample that we've had. It's 16 countries with 8,000 consumers online. And um, it's great because we now have longitudinal data to talk about trends and things that we're seeing. So, so that's really helpful. And the um, this year was very, very interesting because the number around the globe of uh, when we ask the question, should this should business place at least equal emphasis on mm-hmm. social interests as business interests, the numbers have remained consistently high for right. five years, mm-hmm. and it's 86 percent around the globe. Wow! So that's a very telling yeah. um, indicator to business um, and to brands that you mm-hmm. just can't make and manufacture and sell something. That yep. you need to be much more engaged with. You know, where it's sourced, how it's manufactured, how you treat your employees, everything to how you offer it to the consumer, how the consumer uses it, and then disposes of it. It's the life cycle of products and services. So you that know, was Carol, one it, key it, point. It, it's interesting, too, Carol. I, I heard you speak about this, too. And what really impressed me is when you talked about this the last time, you talked about you weren't talking about U.S. citizens. You weren't talking about consumers. You were talking about human beings. And those mm-hmm. are the two words you actually used to describe it, you know, saying that like 86 percent of human beings believe it's important for a company to be involved in societal issues. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're you're right. I mean, it's we we have a tendency when you're brand management or in a corporation mm-hmm. that at times you just try and you don't talk about homogeneous markets and yeah. you don't talk about something that's static. I think the very exciting thing about purpose mm-hmm. and about all the others, um, whether they're brands, businesses, or other firms doing it, is that there's a recognition about tying to the emotion. Yeah. of an organization and mm-hmm. that the interesting thing is that um that brands and companies need a new narrative. Mm-hmm. They need something to talk about besides wider, brighter, longer, stronger, et cetera. And I think that very simple examples of this, tide loads of hope. I mean mm-hmm. giving superhuman powers to tide. Yep. You know, who besides you know, how many more different kinds of hot tide can you make? Yeah, right. <laughs> and, right. Right. And and I think that the brilliance of um that whole program was that it was then well communicated on pack. There are mm-hmm. pictures of people that have been affected. The yellow top on the bottle that mm-hmm. you know, gives you an indication if you know about and then they communicate it. You know, that's one of the key things. So you've got Dove Real Beauty and you've got Brita Filter for Good and you've got, you know, Yo Play, Save Lids, Save Lives. Brands and companies, you've got, you know, IBM, Smarter Planet, that are standing for something truly unique. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, my favorite is IBM because I believe Mm -hmm. that Smarter Planet is such a huge umbrella and an organizing lens. And anybody I meet from IBM, and I just gave a a presentation down to the BCLC in Atlanta, their annual meeting, and um, you could IBM people beam because they know of what they need to do. They need to help mm-hmm. create a smarter planet. And that, mm-hmm. that absolutely helps them to get clarity in their jobs or positions or innovation, everything they do. It's very, very mm-hmm. powerful. I, th- I think that's an interesting point and something that we wanted to bring up as well. Um, in the report, it said that 80% of consumers believe it's important for companies to make them aware of their efforts to address societal issues. Um, and obviously, you know, on the Tide brand and IBM, they get this and have found a way to communicate this effectively to consumers. 
However, it, it seems to me that there's still a hesitancy from companies to promote their good works because they it's that double-edged sword of, well, we're doing something good and we want to be authentic. So at the same time, we don't want to talk about it too much. Are you still finding that hesitancy or are you feeling like there's a shift in the companies well, that you're I, I working think, with? Well, there's a shift. It depends where you are in the world. Um, I was on a conference call with 15 colleagues from Asia last night talking about the research and, and their rolling out good purpose. And in China, it is culturally not appropriate to brag. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so my colleagues said, well, what do we do? How do we promote this? And I said, well, there are ways you do this. First mm -hmm. of all, you can have an announcement, mm -hmm. which is fine. You have the CEO, and you, but you have the NGOs standing with you and then ultimately you're letting the NGOs and the recipients of whatever the social engagement is talk about and now that we have social media and there there's so many ways to capture the stories and and mm -hmm. at Edelman we talk about something called the media cloverleaf mm -hmm. and it's not that you just place a story in traditional print or broadcast right. media there's four different types of areas there is traditional, there's hybrid like CNN.com or the Huffington Post. There is social media that we're so well aware of with, you know, mm -hmm. YouTube and, and, and such. Yep. And then there's owned media. There's a company mm -hmm. creating its own, whether it's a microsite, whether it's a video. Mm -hmm. um, but it's So it's all of those and how they intersect. And then the goal is to become higher in search because you get reverberation from utilizing those different elements of the media cloverleaf. So right. one, looking at it that way. Two, in the U.S., people are getting a lot smarter about communications. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, I think that, interestingly, the current campaign about P&G and moms for the Olympics, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, it, there was a question last night. My colleague said, well, we'll t define a cause. The great thing about today, because this is accepted strategy, and, and what I say today is it's not about the if. Mm -hmm. It's about the how. Mm -hmm. We are in the error of the how. And mm -hmm. so if you look at P&G and, and moms, they've decided what's a key global event Olympics. Let's mm -hmm. find something emotional, and who do we sell to? Mothers, right. the vast majority of what they So let's take moms let's find a current event olympics it was a genius idea i didn't do it i wish i did <laughs> <laughs> and let they i don't know if you've seen the tv spot the yeah spot, i saw it say carol i saw it last night during american idol they're great i know the spot is absolutely rips your heart out really and good. and then but here's what they're doing they've got depth to it they're, they're offering a thousand dollars to pay for any mom who's got an olympian i'm assuming i don't know if it's from the u.s or around the globe that i don't know and to travel to um london they're going to have like a house where people can go and gather and get support so they're really it's not just a tv spot but it's providing um an entire support to being you know p and g and moms you know, yeah. taking on mothers and and the sacrifices they had to make with their with their children to become Olympians. So yeah. how so, how does a nonprofit idea. how does a nonprofit plug into something like that though? Because then you you do have these these companies that are doing these great broad umbrella causes that they adopt. Mm -hmm. right. um, and, and sometimes I think that's threatening to nonprofit organizations because they say, well, you know, there isn't a nonprofit organization called mom.org, you know, so how, how is a nonprofit, where does that leave the nonprofit in this whole equation? Well, well I think that that is the exception and not the rule. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think that, you know, P&G, this is a corporate campaign. It's mm-hmm. an umbrella campaign. I am sure that, you know, if I was a not-for-profit and saw that and I could see some sort is there there must be a not-for-profit that deals with training, you know, youth mm-hmm. for, you know, Olympic careers. Yes. Um, yep. Obviously are, uh, you know, so that's it. I would look at niches and is there a way that we can partner with them? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yep. I think that that's the exception versus the rule. I know Tide Loads of Hope, they did have a not-for-profit, but, there, but that wasn't preeminent in it. It was more so giving the superhuman powers, as Dawn did. You know, Dawn right. had, you know, in terms of saving the wildlife in the oil spills. But obviously, an environmental groups could participate with that. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, what it says to NGOs is that they need to become more and more sophisticated mm-hmm. in terms of standing for something unique. And that's why um, I wrote the book with Christiane Miranda mm-hmm. and Jocelyn Daw and, mm-hmm. and Ann Earhart called, you know, Breakthrough Not-for-Profit Branding. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a couple years old now, but yep. it's still a great primer for NGOs to truly say, what do we uniquely stand for? What is our cause? How is it bigger? And then how do we engage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think the point, too, Carol, is, you know, with some of these campaigns that may not directly involve a cause, though, marketers are getting smart to the fact that it's not necessarily about nonprofits. It's about shared values and shared emotion and connection with people. That's what's really driving consumers and interest in these things. It's interesting that you took the term shared value. And and many people have taken it to shared values, and they're mm-hmm. two different things, which is great. Mm-hmm. And I think the shared values is when you're trying to figure out what do I align with, yep. it's part of the process of what's the values of my organization mm-hmm. and what is, you know, what's my ethos, what is relevant to my stakeholders, and where mm-hmm. is our crossover. I think that in, in the strategy, um, so, you know, deftly discussed by the folks at FSG, um, mm-hmm. Michael Porter and Mark Kramer, it's, you know, taking truly the core competency of a business and making, finding a way to make profit, interestingly, out mm-hmm. of aligning with the social issue that benefits the business and benefits both the, um, and the social issue, because then you get a sustained engagement. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where this is going. It can't just be philanthropy. It can't just be brand marketing. It can, mm-hmm. but how long will it last? Right, right. Right. And, and I, I think, think that's one of the things, Carol, I think you do a great job in your book, too, is you talk about the difference between transactional and transformative cause marketing. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're two very different things. Right. Yeah. And, and I th- and there's a place for both. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I think that what's interesting is that um, and I really hope your listeners take this to heart mm-hmm. is that there are great ideas out there and they can be strategic philanthropy, cause branding, purpose or whatever. But if the cases have to move quickly. Mm-hmm. If there's got to be built-in cause promotion, mm-hmm. and it needs to be very well communicated in 360 degrees as best it can, yeah. because you're going to have the, the challenge we have in business today. We've got the short-term, you know, push for you know, uh, sales, 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 mm-hmm. and then you've got the long-term view about you know what is my purpose, how do I sustain my organization and the planet. They both have to coexist. Yeah. No. And, you know, a lot of times, too, Carol, I talk about it as like the continuum of cause in the sense Mm -hmm. like, you know, there are definitely different mocks along the road there that you can take. And it doesn't all have to be transformative, but it shouldn't be all transactional. Unless that's what you do. I mean, you know, I I have to say that the umbrella is large enough. You know, I say it's the right horses for the right courses. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a company and it only exists on cause marketing and promotion, you know, cause promotion. Promotion is what yeah. moves the cases. 
yeah. cause marketing can be very effective. You're just going to yeah, have to right. constantly be, be fresh, and you yeah. have to make sure people know about it. That's the big, you know, if a tree falls in the woods and you're not there, yeah. Yeah. that's a key problem. That You know, Megan, your question about communications, the, the issue is that I, I really feel great when I see TV spots around a social issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to make sure that all the other levers and you know are being um, utilized um, in terms of you know purchase media and social media and events and employees and that's another thing we really should talk about employees from our research and by the way the good purpose research this year was much more it was in greater depth because it built off of Edelman's 12-year trust barometer mm-hmm. and the trust barometer this is really important the trust barometer we dove this year into the 16 attributes of trust Mm-hmm. And there's two sets. There's operational and there's societal. And what we found, and that is 25 countries, 25,000 opinion elites. And what we found is that current trust today is earned on how an organization manages itself. Mm-hmm. You know, solid um, return on investment, um, transparency, um, good ethics, good management. That's today's trust. Tomorrow's trust, all of those go to the bottom of the list of 16. Um, and at the top is the societal performance of the company, led by putting customers out of profits, employees first, then transparency, and then kind of in the middle you've got supporting the environment, social issues, and community. And so what that says, and then we took those attributes and we embedded them into the good purpose research. Mm-hmm. And it was so exciting because we always say, I always say to my colleagues, and I'm working with Edelman's um, employee engagement practice, employees are first. Mm-hmm. You've got to have them understanding what is your purpose, where are you going, engaging them in a social issue so they really feel great about the organization. And mm-hmm. actually this week I'm at PNC and it's, you know, we started the Grow Great program in 2004. Um, they just, they just, um, announced about six months ago, the next 10 years, an additional $250 million against early childhood. But then, and it's, they've had amazing results, but the number one audience for this employees. Employee engagement. Mm. And they study their employees who are engaged with Grow Up Great. And we created with them a 40 hours of paid time off to focus on Grow Up Great. Mm -hmm. And those employees are nine times have greater loyalty to the company than the ones that aren't involved in Grow Up Great. That's fantastic. Do you feel – I feel like there's a huge gap when it comes to companies that exist that are doing a good job – communicating their cause focus or their purpose both to their employees and to their consumers it feels like to me it's either one or the other or they're doing both but they're not the same thing like they don't meet in the middle somewhere so do you find that as well and if so you know why is there such a big gap it seems to me like a natural progression that alliance sh- it, it, absolutely well, it, the good news is it is a natural it is a natural progression so we will get there the challenge is that too often you've got these functions that are siloed right mm-hmm. so you've got you know hr and god for, you know it's only recently that hr has been seen more as a strategy function Mm-hmm. Now, yes, you want to get the best employees, but, you know, you really want to make sure that they are embedded and they're inspired. Mm-hmm. And so you see companies, you know, for example, again, take IBM, so brilliant. And for their hundredth, you know, they, they also, before the hundredth even, they have the service core. And they take the best and the brightest and they take them to emerging countries where they want to do business. And they, they embed them there, not for a long time, but to really take their knowledge from their home regions and their knowledge of their technology, their technology capabilities. They embed them, but then they learn about the new country and new cultures and new teams. Then they bring it back. It's like the IBM Peace Corps. 
It, it is, <laughs> yes, it is. That's how they describe it. Is, it is like that. And there are more and more companies that are looking at doing things like that. Um, and so, again, it's, it's instead of it's what it is, it's when a social issue becomes shared value. Mm-hmm. When it becomes about business strategy, it is not about philanthropy or just marketing. When it becomes about the core future strategy of the company, how you're innovating products and services, then you bring all these people to the table because there's a very senior person saying, this is our future. We are in a resource-constrained globe. We are global people, though. There are new markets that are being developed, not just at the bottom of the pyramid, but just in new countries. Mm -hmm. And so can we, if we can find the shared value, can we create new products and services? And it creates amazing excitement in a company, amazing, when they bring this creativity and challenge to this is where we can create new markets. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes, then all those people work together, then they communicate it, and it becomes a beautiful symphony. Mm. We have time for maybe one last question, Joe. Do you, I'm going to let you take it since I feel like I've been asking. <laughs> well, Carol, sure. you know, I, I've always wanted to ask you something, and even after knowing you all these years, I've never asked you, how did you get the name, the mother mm. of cause marketing? And do you still enjoy having that name? You're, you're so funny. Um, <laughs> I think, first of all, it's it's wonderful and, it, and it's a kind honor. Yep. Um, I, I would say that because I saw the relationship between business and society mm-hmm. so early before most, yeah. um, it was, you know, basically, you know, the Rockport link to walking happened before American Express coined the term cause marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that, um, it was funny. I was at a meeting once with Jerry Welch and, um, he, he was been coined the father of cause marketing. So mm-hmm. then somebody turned to me and said, well, you're the mother of cause marketing. And I don't know. I think it was just a moniker that, stuck. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, I think that the, the, you know, but you know, 18 months ago when the, when I had my first round of good purpose at Edelman, we made an announcement and said cause marketing as we know it is dead, which I did not I know. mean to put, that was... to put, I know, I didn't mean to put an arrow through you because you're so fabulous, but, but you know, I said it very carefully as we know it. Yes. Yeah. No, I know you because definitely saying, qualify. yes, as we know it, I qualified it because it is not transactional as you say, Joe. Right. It is, it, and cause marketing. And you know, in some places in the world, I have... I've declared a truce in the war of terminology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No one. I just wrote a, wrote a Huffington Post um, blog for the, when I launched the practice. Mm-hmm. When we launched the practice, and I basically said, you know, there's all these terms. I said, don't get stuck on the terms. Continue the yep. journey. That's right. It's the yep. journey, and it's mm-hmm. how it's embedded into strategy, yep. and then all the other, and then it becomes this incredible, um, amazing heartbeat for creativity. Mm-hmm. And for a future focus, and it has so many great upsides. And so I think that when it becomes strategic, so as we know it, meaning it's no longer just a promotion, it's not just transactional, it's mm-hmm. got to be strategic, embedded, et cetera. You can call mm-hmm. it whatever you want it. Um, it certainly has its place. Yep. There's many flavors of this with many experts and sub experts. So I think that we're, we, we all are, are practicing this at a mm-hmm. really wonderful time. Mm-hmm. Because the transparency afforded by the internet and social media means the world has so distinctly changed. Yeah. Um, citizen consumers have absolutely spoken and said we expect business to place at least at least equal emphasis on social interests as on their business interests. Mm-hmm. Companies need to stand for more than the bottom line and profits. It needs mm-hmm. to have a purpose. So mm-hmm. it's a very exciting time. Well, you know, Carol, I do want to tell you that um, people are starting to call me 
the illegitimate son of Cosmo. <laughs> so I just want to let you know that, you know, and, and, and I know Megan is trying to go for like the stepdaughter of Cosmo marketing. You know what I mean? So I so don't, I, do you know, I, well, I think it should be the godfather of. <laughs> that makes more sense. Exactly. Um, and, and hey, before we go, I just want to say one thing because I want to do a little bit of plug. Um, yeah. We are totally, we have so much opportunity at Edelman that um, we are vi- we are vastly recruiting for every yeah. position. Okay. So, so um, well, I have no problem with any of your listeners. They can send me an email directly. It's carol.cone, C-O-N-E, at edelman.com. Send me your resume. Say why you'd like to join the team. We've got opportunities in the U.S. and around the globe of all levels. Oh, good, um, good. So well, you know, we'll put that in our show notes, Carol. Carol, we're going to put right. in our show notes, we're going to put a link to the study. We're going right. to put a link to your book because we talked about that. Uh, we'll put a link to the HuffPost article. We'll put a link to the employee page. So we'll have everything there. And, uh, you know, so people will have all these resources so that they can they can contact you and uh, and hopefully go to work. And if not, like us, just enjoy from afar how great you, uh, you're doing it, Elmer. Well, it, it's everybody weighing in now, which is, you know, yeah. there's there's so much opportunity for everybody. So it's a it's a very big universe, and I just um, I implore everyone just to be as, as sophisticated and thoughtful as they can, and then the tide will rise, and that's always been my philosophy. Rise the tide, because this is absolutely necessary. Mm, very good. Okay. Thank you so, so much for being with us, Carol. Um, oh, no, it's just, my pleasure. Just want to close out, and Joe, where can where can listeners find you? We've, we're going to put a bunch of places where people can find Carol. Where can people find you? Yeah, well, people can find me, of course, on my blog, selfishgiving.com, and I'm most frequently found at Twitter, at Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? I uh, blog almost daily at causeupdate.com and also on Twitter at Megan Strand. And you can find Cause Talk Radio and all the other RashPixel.tv shows on iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Mm-hmm.